Welcome to the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast. Working in the early years is busy, funny, messy and exhausting. Join me, Shana, and the rest of the Twinkle EYFS team as we talk honestly about our experiences as practitioners, teachers and professional nappy changers. Whether you're listening to increase your CPD hours or catching up on our antics whilst driving home from work, Twinkle EYFS will share everything you need to know about all things early years. Good morning, wonderful listeners, to another episode of Twinkle Talks EYFS. Now, today's a pretty special episode because this is our first episode that is on TikTok Live. So you might notice that it'll sound a little bit different, but that is why. And the bonus of having it on a TikTok Live is, is that it actually comes with a video. So if you're not listening to it already on YouTube and you fancy watching us as well as listening to us, go onto YouTube where you can get the video as well as the audio for this episode. But I'm really excited today because this is the second episode in our mini series of Twinkle Talks Around the World. We had Australia last episode with the wonderful Stacey. And this week we have the wonderful Sonia from Twinkle Romania to talk to us about what early years looks like in Romania. So without further ado, I'll let her take it away. thank you i'm loving the background here where are you right now actually it's in my uh, at my desk in my bedroom so it's my little work corner here i love it see i'm like in i've got a spare bedroom in my house i'm looking off but it's my home office now so yeah this is this is my home office sitting on the sofa you know relaxed after a day got got a cup of tea you know so it's a very cozy workspace (laughs) I hope so yes I hope so I hope so it's all right um how's your day been well it's been a very good day because here in Romania we have a free day today and also tomorrow with national uh, celebration a national holiday actually tomorrow so it's a free day it was very nice oh tell us what's what's that like a, a free day tell us about that Yeah, so for example, when we have a big event celebrating, sometimes we have a day off off that we recover that. Oh, I like it. Yes. And tomorrow we actually celebrate a history event that happened with the three. And this is a big event here and it's it's a free day. Oh, wow. Gosh. Oh, well, thank you. There you go. We're learning something already, Sonia. And we've only just, like, started. It's super exciting. Um, So for our wonderful people that are here, this is mine and Sonia's, like, first ever TikTok Live, isn't it? So we're a little bit bit nervous, but it's all right because, you know, the early years community, we're in it together, aren't we? So it's really exciting. And um, I've already said to the people in the comments, if you have any questions about things as we're going, come on, just put them in the comments and we'll do our best uh, to, to answer them. Uh, with Elizabeth here, look, we're going to be making edible pond jelly later. Nice. Let us know how that goes, Elizabeth. Edible pond jelly. So that sounds something you'd like, uh, Sonia. 
I don't know exactly what it is. It sounds interesting. <laughs> I'm sure it's just like green jelly to put in a tough tray. That sounds delicious. That sounds great. <laughs> so the reason why we're here, um, if you don't know already, so my name is Shana. I am from uh, Twinkle. I work on the EYFS team and I also do a podcast for Twinkle called Twinkle Talks EYFS and it's been running for a couple of months now but we thought wouldn't it be really fun if we did a live episode and I'm just starting a mini-series on the podcast called uh, Early Years Around the World because I don't know about you guys but I've always been really interested to find out what early years looks like in other countries and you know with the whole Covid and not being able to able to travel and things like that I thought oh, well how could I find out hang on a minute let's let's ask people let's let's find out so Sonia was really kind enough to to answer back and say hey I'll come and tell you about early years in Romania and um, and here we are which is super exciting we've got other uh, episodes uh, talking about early years in Australia early years in South Africa as well. Uh, we've got um, what it's like to teach early years in, in Mexico, like loads of other super cool countries as well. Um, but this is our first TikTok live doing it, Sonia. So thank you for being brave and coming with me on this uh, and just doing it live. So I suppose my first question would be, um, there's loads of different um, like, ways to become an early years teacher in England like sometimes you can go to college and train uh, sometimes you go to university and things like that so how does it how does it work in Romania how do you uh, become an early years practitioner in Romania okay so that's a very good question for the young uh, students that would like to practice this job first of all thank you for having me here it's also very excited for exciting for me to be here live on my first live ever not on, only on tiktok we yes. feel famous don't we we're like oh <laughs> yes so uh, there are also many ways to become uh, actually two ways to become earlier teachers in romania one is uh, you can uh, go to a high school or a college that is a vocational high school that prepares you for being a teacher at the kindergarten a preschool teacher or at the primary school you have the both uh, jobs, yes, it's very interesting. Yeah. And uh, if you go to a normal high school, not a vocational one, like pedagogical one, you can uh, then choose the university, the pedagogic university, and there you also get the same uh, diploma and you get speci specialized in being an early years or a primary teacher. So somehow these two comes in the same pack in... Uh, in Romania. Yeah, that's exciting. First of all, Sonia, how did you become an early years teacher? Well, I have been to the pedagogical high school because I've, I've always knew that I want to become a teacher, not exactly an early years teacher, but I knew that I like to teach. And then I, that's why I've chosen that high school because out there you learn uh, very punctual, a lot of uh, things. Uh, you go to kindergarten, to school, to see a lot of things in the, 40, the four years. So it's very good to choose that if you n already know that you like this job. Yeah. And then you can, also, if you go to this high school, you can choose another university, not the pedagogical one. So it's not a problem. For example, I've chosen the law university, but I still remain to the kindergarten job because, that, because that's is what I love. 
I don't want to brag, but yeah, kindergarten early years is the best, right? Like that's the why we're all here. But you've actually picked on something already. You call it kindergarten, whereas we call it earlier. So what age does it start and sort of how do you break it up? It starts at three years old and it lasts until six years old. And we also have the nursery that is from two to three years old. And now, for example, in these days, there is a new, let's say, a new trend that all the, some high school, uh, vocational high schools, to prepare the students for being uh, nursery teachers. You know, this is a lack in our system. And they want to bring more nursery teachers, specialized for nursery. Ah, so then nursery, two years old, right? Do yes. you have babies? Mm, no, not, no. I, I think the smallest one are one year and a half, something like that. Ah, okay. So I think that's probably something a little bit different is in England, I think we go from very, quite young we can. I think, I'm not sure what the earliest is, I'll be honest, but I'm pretty sure it, like, I've, I'm sure I know some people who've had babies like six months old go into... Uh, nursery yeah yeah so but apart from that (laughs) very similar yeah here in Romania I think the the law for the mothers is very favorable because you can stay home with your child until he or she gets two years old so Ah. it's a good thing from yes and that's why nursery should be from two to three years old. But usually we receive smaller children because there are parents that go to start working earlier than two years old. Yeah. But ah, they... See, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously we don't have that kind of uh, I think it's uh, support for, for parents at that age. Yeah. I think you can stay only, in, I don't know, until six months or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, look, we, this is the joy of Twi- TikTok Live is because if we do get something wrong, they'll, they'll tell us, it's fine. I'm sure somebody out there in TikTok world will know. So it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> uh, so um, this is the big one I'm gonna ask about now, uh, the curriculum. Now you were really kind enough to send me your curriculum, 42 pages long. To be fair, the England one is absolutely huge as well. Uh, but before I ask any questions, look, I took notes. You see, I, t- I, t- I, took, I took notes. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about what early years in, you know, the curriculum looks like? Well, the curriculum for early years here in Romania, uh, it's structured in some areas of development, similar to the one that you have in England, because I've also looked over the curriculum from England, and it's somehow they are similar, and mm. they are uh, they f- uh, follow to form children some abilities, not knowledge, not a lot of information, but they should have some abilities when they finish kindergarten. And this is a thing to to form the to have them achieve some abilities in different areas of de- development. And these areas of development are language and communication, maths and science, personal and social development, physical education, uh, art. And so the same as you have in England. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of the, um, we call them like prime and specific areas in England. We've got seven of them and a lot are very similar. I wrote wrote that down too. I wrote that down too, Sonia. Uh, But there was one thing that I thought was really interesting. 
um, it didn't really talk about reading and writing as like its own thing. It was, is it in language? Is it, is it kind of a mix? Yes, yes. So it's a mix in language and communication. So usually in the kindergarten, the children are from three to six years. Also, there are three years. In the last year, we focus more on recognizing the alphabet letters, on writing easy words like name, cities and things like this. But the focus for reading and writing, it will be in the primary school in the first grade in the primary school from six mm. years old because um, a few years ago the children would stay four years in kindergarten here in Romania so the six seven years years were was also in the kindergarten but now it has moved to the primary school for helping them to accom accommodate so the skills for reading and writing is more focused there not in kindergarten ah see that's really interesting so a couple of things there so three years in early years whereas we would maybe have two I would say is kind of the normal like three to five but you've got three to six and it used to be three to seven do you know there's a lot a lot of European countries they do don't they up to seven years old they they class it as kindergarten right yes but now I think it's all changed because we also align to the European trend to change it and to have another separate class it's called the ah. It's not the first grade. It was like the zero grade. We also told this that prepare the children for primary cycle. They don't receive care. Oh, wow. They somehow have a shorter hours with a lot of play games and things like this to accommodate to the school, to the teacher, to everything. So there's like a year in between reception and year one. That's I've not, I've not heard of that. That's cool. And I really like as well that. The reading and the writing is prime is more yes. of a primary focus. Yes, yes, in the reception class, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Like, for example, if you have like uh, very good children in the kindergarten, we help them to reach more words. We, but uh, if they are don't, we don't force them. This is the idea. Don't force them to read or mm. write because they will start. Uh, you, they will do the same thing in the reception class. Mm. it's interesting because when we get in England to the end of reception we have something called early learning goals which is like you tick off you know kind of things that they can do and some of them is about writing so they they're expected in England to write a simple sentence by the end of reception is that the same in Romania or is it just if they like it we'll do it if they don't we won't bother we expect them to simple words not sentences we don't uh, we don't teach them sentences only oral communication like affirmative interrogative but not in writing ah, that's good to know that's good to know i feel like i might be wrong here but a lot of us earliest practitioners in england would say that's a more natural way of of teaching in early years uh but you know we'll see we'll see we'll see um i have noticed some really nice things actually about your curriculum because I was I worked really hard because you sent it to me in Romanian and unfortunately my Romanian is not great but I translated it I translated oh, it Sonia I know I'm dedicated I was like no I'm gonna find out what's happening here and there's a there's something that came out that I really liked and it might be a terrible translation so I apologize okay. but roughly uh one of the sentences it said was the education 
programme is best designed when it's based on the fundamental premise that education and care are inseparable. And that was from the Romanian curriculum. So does that kind of sum up what it's like to be in the EYFS in Romania, that it is not just about the academics, it's about caring for the child? Yes, I think it's not only this phrase, I think I might say that it's not available only in Romanian, but in all the systems, because if you don't care about the children, it's hard to have patience, to understand them, to connect with them and to help them to grow, because this is the main purpose there, to help them grow, to help them develop, to prepare them for primary, for uh, the next uh, steps of their lives. And you need to this. Absolutely. And I'm so glad because we, you know, we do that over here too. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe numbers and the alphabet, you know, is important, but also they're humans and we need to teach them you know, how to deal with their emotions, how to feel safe and comfortable, how to, you know, talk to people. And that's just as important, you know, teaching them how to look after themselves and, you know, wash their hands and all of that stuff. So that's that's really nice to see that it happens uh, in Romanian kindergartens as well. Do you think, because I saw this as well in the in the curriculum, it said the child is an active topic in the process of learning. So does that mean it that the curriculum is very child-led? Do you kind of go off of what the children want? Uh, I think it more, it's more about uh, fixing the, pro- the process of learning according to the child's response. But, you know, Ooh. still uh, following that uh, areas of development, that you, the objectives that you establish at the beginning of the year, you, need, you still follow them, but you somehow you fix the or re redo the program of learning if you see that the children have some gaps or need more time to spend on one topic things like this so the response the response of the children will guide us oh that's good yeah so it's like okay you might have plans in certain topics but if you see that it might not be working you can (laughs) listen to the child and do something more appropriate to help them to achieve that uh, and that objectives that are not uh, maybe accomplished yet. Yeah, because I saw in the uh, curriculum as well, at the end, it kind of did, was it examples of topics or do you have to follow those topics? There are examples of topics and uh, we have some uh, big topics that we need to follow, but uh, the rest is... uh, we can be creative and find a lot of subjects for every day so we don't we, we have no limits to this part it's oh i like it okay so what are your what are your favorite topics to teach in early years well i think i like to teach about seasons because uh, they are so different and the children are really engaged and they they have a lot of joy when the spring is coming, when the winter is coming, when you talk about autumn and about the falling of the leaves for them. It's yeah. something. So I really like these topics related to nature, to springs, to seasons, everything. Okay, tricky question now. Which ones do you not like teaching? Well, I I cannot say I don't. I have one that I don't like, but they are more. Even if we teach at the kindergarten, they are more 
difficult, like challenging topics where you need to documentate a lot. For example, teaching dinosaurs might be really pleasant, but I have I had the, the occasion to meet some very well documented children and passionate about dinosaurs that knew all the names of the dinosaur and all this right information. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I read and to say, okay, so it's very good. Yes, so. There might be some topics where the children are more well informed than me. Oh, right. And I feel like dinosaurs is definitely one of them because I, I think every year I must do dinosaurs just because it's there's at least like five children that go, Miss, we love dinosaurs. So I'm like, all right, okay, we'll choose that as a topic. And you're so right. I can't pronounce half of the dinosaur names, but they can roll it off the tongue and they're like, Did you know that the has the and I'm like no, I I didn't. Do you wanna do you wanna take over? Because I don't know what's happening here. So, <laughs> yeah. so so this in my head. If if they are passionate about one of these topics or universals, I saw that it's a topic of interest. Planets and yeah. oh, like star! Oh my god, space is my favorite topic. Molly May also loves the dinosaur. Well done, Molly May. Thank you. I mean, just. I, I, Space is my favorite thing. You, you have you heard of um, Storybots? I don't think. <gasps> okay, so it's on YouTube, right? All all I'm gonna say, Sonia, is Google Storybots on YouTube, and they have the funniest, brilliant, like perfect songs, raps about the different planets in space, and it's great for early years children. Oh, and they do dinosaur ones as well. And I promise you. If you don't know like the names and the words, it's fine because the song does. So you just put that on and you're like, okay, great. You dance, you, you, you know, you get to do that. So Storybots is a great one for dinosaurs in space, I would say. Okay. This sounds great. I will, I will. <laughs> we're just sharing, we're just sharing the love, sharing the love. Um, there was something else as well that I found really interesting. I'm not sure if it was the, like um, the curriculum, but kind of what, underpins what you want a child to learn by the end of um, early years. So it's number one, communicating in their mother tongue, but then separately it was about foreign languages and making a point of, of children being aware of, or at least, you know, knowing foreign languages. Could you tell, tell us a bit more about that? Well, I think it's about uh, focusing on first of all, of their ability of communicate with others or communication that is very important. Like uh, we spend a lot of time supporting them to answering questions, to put questions, to answer directly when someone sp uh, speaks or speak with them, things like this. And also another important part is about phonics and things like that, especially like uh, pronouncing the words correctly recognizing the letters at the la in the last year you know like the beginning the capital letters the beginning letter the ending letter things like this uh so this is about i think uh, this is there are the di these are the differences yeah i was going i was just about to ask as well actually do you have phonics in romania because we, in england we have phonics but it's we are in, <laughs> our language is not totally phonetic it doesn't match sounds to, to letter all the time is it the same in Romania uh yes yes the the hardest part but we don't uh, focus very much on this at the kindergarten but it's still 
we can hear it, so you need to correct the child, is that we have letters and then we have groups of letters. So the group of letters, uh, they are, they have a way to be write, written and have a way to be pronounced. So this is also difficult uh, for the children. Yeah. Usually we only focus on to recognize the first, the beginning letter of the word, the ending letter, to split in syllables. This is also important and this is what we teach uh, them to count the words in a sentence to count the syllables in a word so things like this oh good so there's a really good crossover there because i'm just thinking of all of my uh in england teachers who want to go over to romania awesome because then we you know they know phonics they know the structure and things like that as well do you learn any other languages in early years there are uh, that have uh, German programs and that all the program is with in the German language and there are other ones that are have uh, English as an optional activity oh wow okay and that starts from really young yes yes it's like an optional activity where children go and leave their parents uh, want and they learn uh, words in English songs uh, games in English so it's very nice and very playful things like yeah. this I love that that's one thing I wish we could do in uh, in England is learn more different languages because it, it's just more inclusive isn't it really to start with but it's also really exciting and really fun and I always say if a child could learn how to say the word Tyrannosaurus Rex at three years old then they can learn another language like you know it's it's just nice and it helps the brain doesn't it um if you learn another language um it yeah. helps your brain development doesn't it exactly yes of course there are a lot of yeah. studies of this and also i saw that the children have this passion because some of them already come from the from their home knowing words in english from the songs colors and animals things like this they already know yeah yeah exactly oh that's really exciting oh we've just had a comment from twinkle parents they have found learning the polish phonics system so much easier as they don't have a lot of alternative sounds and things like that yeah i think england is just uh, we just pick and choose what we want to do really twinkle parents yeah i get that um so maybe we could have a look at twi uh, twinkle um twinkle early years in poland and see and see how they do it in phonics but that's a good one um and they are also asking what they did early years in romania it's a oh yes three years from age three to six it's Yes, there you go, see? So you get three years of this fun time, fun times. What are the topics that you have to do? I know we talked about the ones that you like. Which ones do you have to do? Well, there are some general topics like uh, the world, the history, things like this, you know? And you just, to, for example, if you teach uh, about Christmas, you choose the general topics from Christmases, uh, mm. like... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and you have the traditions and then you have the tree christmas that is your own uh, subject of the week of two weeks whatever. Yeah. do you have any um like uh, romanian traditions that you also like teach and topic or like is there specific parts of romanian history or well we have we usually uh, plan our activity for for the whole year according mm. to the bands that are also celebrated in other countries and some uh, national events like um, we have for example Mertishor I don't know if you are no tell us 
No, so Martishkar is a Romanian celebration. It's celebrated on the 1st of March. And it's uh, somehow the beginning of the spring here in Romania. And there are some old uh, stories about this uh, tradition. The, and uh, that's the short version is that we people are giving uh, as a gift uh, small, uh, a small gift like, I don't know, uh, something to wear or some earrings today's. Uh, it's chocolate. Like, it's got to be chocolate, surely. And, and no, it's handmade. It's like a brochure. Yes, it's like a brochure. I hope I pronounce it well. Yeah. Yes, that's it's really something. sweet. But it's handmade, and uh, it also needs to have um, like uh, a ribbon, white and uh, white and red. And this is the tradition that that ribbon would have uh, the shape of a bow, a small bow, you know. And uh, yeah. the snow represents the uh, the white represents the snow that falls down when the spring comes, and the blood represents the the red represents the blood that is from our traditional stories that a young man saved the, the sun and bring the spring to the people. Oh, what's the name of this traditional tale? I'd love to, like, read it. Martishor. Oh, okay, okay. You know what? After this, can you spell it for me? Because you know what my spelling okay, is yes, like. Yes, of course. Okay, great. <laughs> about Shore, you will find the legend, and also you will see how it looks like exactly. Because I have... <gasps> yeah, so uh, nowadays we have this, uh, some brooch, and, I don't know, earrings, all kind of handmade things with the ribbon, but... Uh, Many, many years ago, there were just the ribbons, you know, the white, yeah. red. Uh, I love that. And also, the 1st of March is coming up. So, of course, we're going to, you know, our earliest teachers in England, we're going to have families in our settings that are from Romania. And you've just given us something that we can do to include those families and make them feel welcome and yes. explore that in England settings. So that's really exciting. I, I, I'm glad. We also uh, have a lot of crafts in kindergarten where we make uh, marcisoare with the children and they will uh, give them to their mothers or grandmothers at home. So yes, it's a very big event here in Romania. Yeah, oh, I love that. Actually, that brings me on to uh, my next kind of like question is what, what does a typical day in Romanian earlier settings look like? Well, uh, it it's also there are two type of kindergartens here in Romania of preschools, the one with short program and the one with long program. The most of the kindergartens are with long program, where in the morning children have activities, have la uh, have breakfast, lunch, and then they sleep in the kindergarten, and after that they go home. And the short one, they are only going from eight to twelve in the morning just for activities. Oh. I work at a long program, kindergarten, because the most of them are like this. And there are two teachers, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And the, then we receive, the, we receive the children in the morning from 6 a.m. until 8. So, Wait, I'm sorry, 6 o'clock? <clears throat> yes, but we don't go from 6. We go only from half past 7. But there, there is always somebody from 6 o'clock to receive the children that would come and there are always some children coming at six or half past six in the morning 
What do you do? Do you just let them sleep <laughs> until everybody else comes? <laughs> they, they actually have a lot of energy. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. They're three and two and four and five. Yeah. Of course, they're up. <laughs> and after we receive all the children till eight o'clock, we then have the morning activities, transitions. We have the breakfast there in the kindergarten. And then we start our lessons and games and things like that and at 12 o'clock we have uh, lunch and then we have the rest program the sleeping program two hours and then uh, the children might go home from three to five and we also have some activities with them because they are living not they're not living the everyone they are living on the road some three or four until five yeah oh wow so I mean, the two-hour rest. Can can I can I can I come? That sounds. Do, do teachers get involved too? Because that sounds amazing. Only only supervising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only the bosses are allowed to do that. Yeah, no, I get that. You got to watch them, make sure they're okay. <laughs> um, but that also kind of brings me on to you said between about eight and twelve, you just said you know learning. So Twinkle parents have asked learning through play is that something that happens in Romania or do you have set uh, activities like a timetable well we have a timetable but usually all our activities are presented to children through play so we all, all our lessons should be fun we have a lot of materials that are always somehow trying to engage them to take them into the game world to the stories world so we are not to just teaching maths like in school or things like this we have games everything is a game a story and uh, this is how we do every every activity and do you try because I know here in England we have to have the inside area and the outside area kind of doing similar things and having similar things do you have that as well or is it separate well uh, uh, yes we we have that, uh, that too but uh, there are days when we can do that and, and days when we cannot do that. It depends. On the weather? Does it depend on the weather? On the weather, yes. And also a big problem is sometimes we have a big number of children. And this mm. is so difficult. If the weather is not very good and we have also a lot of children, like 25 or 30 children present, it's really hard to to dress them all and to undress them and things like that. Oh, yes. Yes, we know. Actually, what's the ratio like? Because over here we have one adult to three three-year-olds, one adult to four four-year-olds, you know, things like that. What's it like for you? Well, this sounds very nice. We Oh, no. We are uh, one teacher on the shift with the whole class. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what about assistants? You have uh, nursery we nurses. Have, we don't have assistants in Romania. What? We have just the, the cleaning personnel that comes to help us when we go to, to the children to the bathroom or when a child has an accident and need to be changed. When we dress them for getting out, also a cleaning person comes to help us. But in the classroom, we just the teacher and the children. We don't have any assistant. You're on your own with 33-year-olds? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. You know, I feel a little bit, I was, I was complaining about our ratios, like, because our ratios is hard. When I'm in nursery, like, our ratio is 1 to 13. And then, so I used to have a, a nursery and we had 44 children. Okay. 
Yeah. And then it was me and two nursery nurses. And for us, that was hard because I was like, I can't, you know, like trying to do an activity with 13 three-year-olds. I was like, no, I, I'm just, I can't, I, there's too many of you. You don't even fit around a table. But um, I can't complain because you, <laughs> you've just got yourself. Wow. How do you manage that? How do you manage that? I I think somehow we, we found the the ways to have their attention. But I'm lucky because this year I have only twenty three, so it's a it's Oh, lucky. that's a nice number. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice number and it's not thirty, so I was glad. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh. They they want they this is the idea to have less children, like twenty the maximum twenty five because thirty it's over yeah it's it's a lot yeah but yeah. there were there are still there are two class two classes in my kindergarten that have 32 children and there are 28 presents every day so yes every day. oh that's the one time that you just want one of them to have a cold and be like no you stay at home that's okay <laughs> i think that the teachers uh, try to get uh, to take them outside a lot to, yeah this helps a lot you know if they they are the bigger the biggest group, so it helps a lot to take them outside, take them to the to walks, to different activities outside the kindergarten, because they are bigger and then they need a lot of new activity. Yeah, I bet. Do you have to do like uh, observations as well? You know where you like take pictures and write down what they do. Or... Yes, yes, we have uh, observation sheets. We can adapt. We can have our own adapt observation sheet and write the progress of the children there. And usually we take photos for the parents to see different mm. activities and things like this. Wow. So actually, apart apart from the ratio as adults, the day is actually quite similar, like you say. Okay, also again, apart from staying and having children at six o'clock in the morning, I do not, have, I do not know how you do that. I, I, I do not function as an adult before 10 o'clock. So... <laughs> Those poor children, and I would not be good. <laughs> it's good that the teachers only go at it from seven o'clock or half past. Mm. Seven, but uh, there are children that come at six o'clock, and you need to take them from the nurse. Yeah, because the parents they have to go to work, don't they? So that's why. Yeah. yeah. So it helps the parents. Does that mean you start? Uh, you finish earlier or not? No. If you start, for example, if you start at half past seven, you finish at. Uh, Half past twelve, five hours is the program in the kindergarten, and then if you are in the second shift, you start at twelve and finish at seventeen. Oh, okay. So you shift it. You do shift. So that's okay. Okay, that's a bit more manageable, I guess. Yeah. Yes, yes, and it's easier because of the yeah. children and everything. And which you one have do you one... prefer? Both have advantages and <laughs> disadvantages. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, yes, we, we have one week in the morning, one week in the afternoon. So it's good because ah. in the morning you have a lot of things to do with the children and in the afternoon you prepare your activities for the next week when they are in the rest period. So somehow you have time to recover from the yeah. morning. That's a good one. And then if you're doing the late shift, well, you've got a lie in, haven't you? So you don't have to get up really early. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this, this is the advantage. Yes, but if you're in the morning it. shift, you are free 
the rest of the day. So it's all this is it. The afternoon is yours. I'm loving this. Okay, so we're coming nearly to the end of this now. But before we go, what's your favorite thing about working in early years in Romania? I think my favorite thing is that I don't feel uh, I don't feel really like working, even if sometimes there are hard periods and stressful periods because I would lie. There are, but I don't feel like I go to work every time I. I talk with somebody, I don't go to work, I go to play, to, I don't know, I feel happy there, and this is what I like. I love that. I think that's a, just a, a global thing about earlier, isn't it? It's just fun, that's why we're in the job, we love it, that's so great. Before we get onto our game, because you know, if you've listened to the podcast, you know we always finish with a game. Before we get there, we've got one more question. Do you have an, an external inspection system, like we have Ofsted? Uh. Yes, we have an external, it's not really external, it's like a superior institution that's uh, uh, sur- uh, supervised our work. And uh, in Romania, for being a teacher, you have to pass some exams that are regular. For example, you have an exam at the beginning when you want to enter as a teacher and you need to take a note like we have marks from 1 to 10, 10 is the biggest, and you need to have an, uh, over seven to get a job that are that is um, yours you don't need to if you get from five to seven you can only work one year and the next year you need to pass the exam again and again if you oh, wow. yes if you have uh, over seven you can uh, work as long as uh, the job is available the position and the external inspection system would will come to in, in some inspections that are announced one year in the, and you know one or two on year and then you have to pass another exams for example uh, the difference in the exam should be four years somehow to have the some degrees in the teaching career oh wow and all these all these inspections uh, give you the right to participate to the exam. The exams are always in the ho- summer holiday to take another degree in your career. So you have to pass all these degrees. For uh, all each degree exam is at four years difference from the previous one. Wow! And there are three. There are three. Yes. Yeah, and do the do the kindergartens get? Because we get like a grade, like a good or a requires improvement or you know as a, as a kindergarten do do you, do they get graded as as a setting or as or as individual teachers it's individual it's individual <gasps> oh ouch that's scary for me i'm like oh no <laughs> oh wow okay honestly you've given us so much information i really enjoyed this chat sonia thank you shall we play a game of course of course thank you <laughs> Okay, so we do a teacher would you rather um, game and we've changed some of the the questions today to be more um, suitable for Romania as well in honour of you, Sonia. But the first one is always the same. Okay, so would you rather tea or coffee? I would definitely choose tea. Oh, if you've got like a flavour or just normal tea? I like the strawberry tea a lot. This is my (sighs) favourite. Oh, that sounds good. You know what? I've got tea right now. It's not strawberry, but, you know, tea tea's always great. Yes. Okay, the next one you have to help me with, okay, because uh, it's it's Romanian food. And I, I, I love questions about food because I love food. So the first one is 
Samale, did I say that right? Yes, yes, Samale. <laughs> oh, that sounds so much beautiful when you say it. Or, oh no, Chiorba, Chiorba di Berta. Chiorba di Burta. Chiorba di Burta, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, would you rather Samale or Chiorba di Burta? And also, what are they? They sound amazingly delicious. Yes, so there. These are some traditional Romanian food. We we not especially me, but the people are usually eating them at the Christmas celebration. There are some heavy food for me. If I, <laughs> I wouldn't choose neither sarmale neither chocolate. Oh no! <laughs> you don't like either of them. Oh no! So what's in sarmale then? Well, sarmale it's like a meat with a cabbage. Boiled. Oh, you were doing so well. Oh, boiled cabbage. Oh. Yes, with meat, in, with a lot of meat and things like this. And chorba uh, de burta is like a soup with um, uh, meat also, but it's like, um, like the stomach of the pig. <laughs> oh, like... Uh, like tripe or something. Yes, exactly, tripe, yes. Oh, um, I can see now why you wouldn't want to pick either of them. Yes, it's very very loved here in Romania and the people are cooking both of these meals every year regularly on Christmas and on New Year's celebration. Oh, well, Christmas and New Year are, are over now. Phew, that's fine. What about Romanian sweets? There's got to be some good Romanian-like sweet treats. No, well, there are a lot. Um, I'm not, I don't know what to say now. I just like... <laughs> You're like, I don't like any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I will find the traditional Romanian because I like a lot of sweets, but I don't know if they're Romanian-like. I... Yeah, that's fine. I feel like I've had a Romanian cake. I think one of my parents cooked me a cake and it was so light and fluffy and oh, and yes, lots of cream. Yes, we also have the, a cake that is not, uh, it's just with flour, eggs and uh, cocoa. Just like mm. it, this. And it's very fluffy and easy and we usually eat it with milk and it's good, it's very good. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Okay, last one. For te- this is like a teacher question now. Would you rather teach the socio, the social, emotional, or physical education? Which one would you prefer to teach? Well, this is a really hard one, but <laughs> I, I I like both. But I would choose the social development. Yes, personal and social development would be my favorite. What Here, kind of things would you teach? Well, a lot of games like how to manage our emotions, how to handle our emotions. I actually have a game that is a tradition with me and my class in the morning. I have a big uh, poster with some feelings, like some faces, sad, uh, happy, just six emotions, I think, and feelings. And every morning the the children come and say, oh, I feel happy today i feel sad today because and this is like i would i would like to keep this tradition and at the beginning they were not very used with this but now they are asking me it's like a actually it's a dinosaur with all these faces and they are always asking where is dino where is dino let's let's talk uh, with dino and every morning they are telling me how they feel and it's very nice because they have get they 
already like and uh, somehow they have used with this and they are expecting the moment to um, share their emotions with me and with the rest of the class. That is so cute. I want a Dino the dinosaur in my classroom now. That sounds so cute. Oh, well, Sonia, thank you so much for coming on our TikTok live. I hope you enjoyed it. If our England teachers or anywhere in the world want to know about teaching in Romania, where can we find you? What, what social platforms have you got? Well, I have just my Instagram and my Facebook account, like uh, with my name, but I, it's a little complicated to to pronounce it. <laughs> I can write you after that. Yes, and also on the Twinkle Romania, if you ask, because I'm uh, a Twinkle Romania member and working for the preschool segment, and it's always a pleasure to share things and... I love the stuff that you do on your uh, Instagram. I think that's really sweet. So, guys, if you're interested in learning more about Romania and how to teach there and the education system, go hit them up on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook a lot. And for people who don't know who I am, come and find me on Twinkle EYFS. We're everywhere. Again, we're on TikTok, Instagram. Um, but this episode, or, which is a live episode of the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast, I am going to download this video and upload it onto the podcast as well. So if you have friends that think, you know, they haven't been able to come and chat with us, but they would really like to know, then don't worry, go and head over to the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast and I'll upload it there too. But I've had such a lovely chat, Sonia. So thank you so much for joining me. And everyone who's come and joined as well, thank you so much for coming. And I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you. And you're an amazing host. Thank you very much. Stop it, you. Stop. Yeah, it was, it was very pleasant. And like uh, like spot, it was very cozy, calm. And all. I, I like the atmosphere. And thank you for inviting me and giving me the opportunity to talk about this uh, you're subject so welcome. With all the listeners. Thank you very much. You're amazing, Sonia. Bye. Bye. Super. So that was our first ever TikTok live. If you were able to join us for the live, I hope you really enjoyed it. We are going to do another one on TikTok live. We're going to be talking to Delia from Twinkle Mexico in February. So make sure you follow us on our TikTok account to sign up to our live event. And again, if you're not able to make it, I am going to download the video and audio and upload it here as our podcast episode. So nobody gets to miss out. I hope you're enjoying our early years around the world mini series and I can't wait for the next episode. Have a great day. So that's it from today's episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you really enjoyed it. If you would like to get involved or would like to know more, come and find us on our social media sites. We have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and TikTok account. All of the details will be in the description. And whatever you're doing, I hope you have a great day today.